before the next meditation, I read uh, something from Mingur Rinpoche from his uh, book uh, In Love with the World. My training had introduced me to this. My training had introduced me to the spacious awareness of my natural mind. The spacious awareness of my natural mind. So this is the topic of this weekend. We compare this awareness to open skies and oceans. References meant to invoke immeasurable vastness. Even though awareness is more immeasurable than skies and oceans combined. Once we learn to recognize the ever-present quality of awareness, ever present. An image here would be a fish in the ocean who is looking for water and then realizing it was always here, it's always around. And actually I am also water. So in the recognition of awareness there is also that wow, it's so simple, it's so how could I manage not to notice this? Once we learn to recognize the ever-present quality of awareness, to let go of the conditioned mind and recognize that we are this spacious awareness, so that which is in the background presence becomes more the foreground. The foreground has a lot of space and we make a shift of identity. The sense of I doesn't land in what we are aware of. The sense of I lands in what is aware. So it doesn't land in the body because you're aware of the body. It doesn't land in your name because you're aware of your name. It doesn't land in your feelings because you're aware of your feelings. It doesn't land in your habits because you're aware of your habits. And you are not what you are aware of. This is a little bit like I mentioned this documentary I saw yesterday about this girl who had a brain stroke. So she was forced to find a deeper sense of me, a deeper sense of I, because that, what she usually thought she was, was not there anymore. She lost it through the brain stroke. Why didn't she freak out completely? Many people would have the complete panic complete panic. It's like the terror of death. But she could relax because she was not a practitioner. She is not like, she didn't know anything about pure awareness or something like that. But somehow a sense of I relaxed into a deeper level. An unknown level an unknown level of beingness. 
something which was not stuck, uh, which was not touched by her habits. So this girl, she lost something which she never was. She was never really her cap capacities to read and write and be productive. She never was that, but she thought she was. So for her, this stroke, I mean, she doesn't say it in the movie, but from a point of view of a meditator, her stroke was a stroke of luck. So when we're shifting our sense of I more into awareness itself, more in being aware, our sense of I shifting more in being conscious, then our thoughts and emotions manifest as waves or clouds inseparable from awareness. So thoughts and emotions manifest, still manifest, inseparable from awareness, like waves in the ocean, which are inseparable from the ocean. But where you are is the ocean. This is called awakening. And it is not the kind of fairy tale, Tibetan Buddhist awakening, the myth of awakening, the myth of enlightenment. It's a down-to-earth awakening in the midst of your life, being a human being with feelings. We no, we no longer get carried away by, this, by the stories. The more familiar we are with awareness as an innate quality, the less effect the weather has on us. Now that's like... Pema Shetran saying, you are the sky, not the weather. Waves arise and clouds move by. When we are not stuck inside of them, they lose their impact. We learn to trust the knowingness of the of the aware mind we learn to trust we rely on silence we trust silence this kind of practice is also the best preparation for the death which is coming up soon And 
what is dying, of course, is what you are not. And that what you are was never born. Lama Yesha says, for a practitioner, dying is like going home. So let's sit quietly with this. I might repeat some of the pointers. Let's start by remembering our seat, assuming the posture, sitting in the midst of our experience as it is, with the vulnerability in the front and the support in the back. Allowing the shift to happen, gravitating towards present moment awareness. Calling upon kindness and warmth. And then resting. Then again, the awareness that whatever you experience right now is an appearance within consciousness, made out of consciousness, like a dream. Anchoring the breath or a felt sense of something in your body, but with a tendency into open, choiceless awareness. Appreciating the non-static, impermanent flowing nature of Sam, of the conditioned mind. Trying to experience what is without words. And rest.
in-breath, softening, embracing the out-breath, opening, letting go. And then rest. Looking and resting. The movement of the conditioned mind, Sam, like clouds, like a river flowing. But also space, peace, silence, stillness, presence. like a fish in the ocean suddenly realizing it's all water. The end of seeking. You gravitate towards an inner stillness, an inner peace, which is independent from what you have or what you don't have.
Allow everything to come and go, like wind, and you make yourself transparent. Notice that also the sense of I, the sense of the body, the mental image of the room, that that is all objects of awareness. And awareness is bigger than all of that. Awareness is from where the looking comes from. You are. That radiance. Ah, that source. You can't you can't look at it, you're looking from it. You are it. Then again, a transition, a shift within the content of your experience. Maybe moving the body a little, open your eyes. But not leaving the place, not leaving the posture. I mean, changing the posture, but not leaving your seat. So this kind of practice is really something for daily life because it doesn't require a certain posture or a certain ritual or 
certain things you need to do. It doesn't require anything. So it is the perfect practice for pausing in daily life. There's peace here. There's stillness here. There's presence here. And if you are able to ask that question, that proves that there is awareness here, there is consciousness here. That this experience proves that there is also awareness, that there is also consciousness. So it is a practice then of repeating these glimpses again and again until this way of being becomes continuous, uninterrupted. So you continue to be more in touch with the background, with spaciousness, and less with the foreground, less with the content, less with the drama. The drama, the content is still there and it is being felt, but it happens in a heart like the sky. And out of that sky, out of being here, very naturally qualities which we try to acquire on a progressive path will start to flower. Naturally, in a more spacious state, you are more generous, less aggressive, less reactive. So you don't need to practice non-violence in that way as something you need to train. You trust the natural goodness in, in your being, the natural creativity of your being. You're naturally more compassionate because there's space for that. You're naturally more tender It's innate. And actually also, naturally, you want to be helpful. It's in our genes. It's in something we are born with. It's not, it's not something we need to train. Oh, I need to be more helpful. I need to be more compassionate. Just let go of the I. It's easy said. 
and trust the inborn goodness. One of the challenges in this practice is this is not for you. There's nothing in this for you, for you as the little I, for you as the ego. It's not for you. You can't awaken. It's impossible. It's a huge disappointment for the I, for the little I. Because initially we want to wake up as ourselves. We want to be a better version of ourselves. We want to bring us along into awakening. So then we can bathe in the admiration of other people or whatever the intentions are of the little I which wants to awaken. So as I said yesterday, this message is not for you. You can't understand it. You can't do anything with it. This message is for the true you to confirm it. And you can probably right now notice how your little eye, your narrative self, tries to do something with this. That's fine. It's okay. Probably you wouldn't be here without that. I mean, this body wouldn't be here without the hope of the narrative self to become a better version of itself through the practice of meditation. But some of this, what is happening now, also lands in the right place. <laughs> 